the hustle was anything, bro. Like it was whatever people needed. It was whatever okay, people needed, and if I could get my hands on it, I'll get it. You know, that's all it was. Okay, so what should I like classify you as? Like, like the, the ultimate hustler. I, the... I, honestly, it's my what I describe myself as was hustler kid from Disney's Recess. The kid, <laughs> the kid, the, the kid with the the kid with the peacoat and yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. You just you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Yeah, yeah. What's up, podcast fam? Yo, Jav is at it again with another incredible episode from his Pushing for Greatness segment. This time, he's interviewing Kiran Sagar, who can only be described as the ultimate hustler. You know, a lot of times as immigrants, we'll show up in a country with the mindset that we're just going to take it over. And Kiran is no exception. So Jav got him to take us deep into the mindset of the hustler. And along the way, we explored some of the experiences in his life that led him towards that hustler mentality. All right, so welcome back to the Pushing for Greatness segment of the Jav and J podcast. I'm pleased to have the ultimate hustler, the hustler of all hustlers, my boy Kiran from Brampton, Ontario, the mean streets of. And he's here to share his story. His journey is very interesting. And I had to get him on the podcast, man. I hit this man up on Thursday. He came through on Saturday today on the short notice. And this is the, this is the type of solid individual I'm dealing with. And I need to chop it up with him today. So for the people who don't know you, just intro yourself. Let us know a bit about you and what your common parts. Much love, fam. No, no, I mean, honestly, it's, it's just it just feels good that you even thought of me to kind of, you know, interview or whatever this is. But like, just to chop it up. I mean, I respect yeah, you. Conversation, respect man. Your hustle. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, it's just a conversation, right? That's all it is at the end of the day. So I don't mind. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It, if it wasn't this, if it wasn't this, I wouldn't have mind. Like, I, I would have just talked to you on the phone for like an hour, whatever it was. Yeah, of course. But we need to get so, it out. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. So I yeah. mean, you know, whatever it is, whenever you hit me up, I mean, I get you back whenever it is. You know, so I, I don't mind. Appreciate it. Appreciate lending it. A hand, lending a hand, lending a voice. You know what I mean? Exactly. And uh, like I told you, like I told you, like I love podcasts. So this is something that I've always wanted to kind of do myself anyways. Yeah. So to kind of get my, to kind of get my feet wet on yours, I mean, it's, it's an honor. So I don't mind. It's an honor. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm open to giving you the, the, the platform anytime. So for, the, for those people who don't know you, just, just tell us a bit about yourself. All right, bro. So basically, um, I mean, you, you kind of nailed everything that I, I would have said myself, but I appreciate the <laughs> intro. You did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, um, my story starts in 96. That's when I was born. Okay. So I was, I was born in India. I mean, I know when I told you this the first time you were like, really, you're born in India? Cause you just, yeah, I you just couldn't believe Canada the whole time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So no one really believes me when I tell them these days, because it just doesn't make sense because yeah. you know, typically when you tell them you're, you're born abroad, they kind of associate you with like connotations whether it be negative or whatever it is. You know? Right, right, right. So, especially if you're from Brampton, you know the stereotype. You know how they go. So. <laughs> Brampton takes L's all Basically, day. It, all right, it so, is what it is. But we, we have a lot of W's, though. So, you know what I mean? And you're you definitely gotta, one you of can't. them. So, you're definitely one of them. Yeah. So, like, what was your come up? Like, 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 what is the reason why you're here today? And, and the reason why I want you to share your story? Yeah, yeah. So, my come up is a little bit of everything, bro. Like, I mean, in terms of hustling, like, there wasn't one thing that I kind of focused myself on. Like, I didn't want to... I didn't spread myself too thin, but I didn't have myself just on one thing. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. So whatever it was, like like I told you, like a little bit uh, over text, like I didn't want to be the guy that fell in line and ran to the plug. I wanted to be the plug. I wanted to be the guy that people ran to. Yeah. Right. And this didn't start for me until like I'd say seventh, eighth grade, and then high school, all the high school. Okay. Right? Before before that, I never knew like if I could sell things or like what that was because we were younger, right? So you, you don't really think about that stuff when you're young. But I feel like middle school and high school was really where I kind of like, I wouldn't even say experimented because it wasn't something I tried on and off. It was something that I just did on the side continuously. Okay, so let's take a pin right there and we're gonna come back to this to this point. Yeah. But I wanna, I wanna go back. You say you're born in 96, so that means you're what, 25? Yeah, I just turned 25 yeah. in May. Just yeah. turned 25, right. So give us a bit, um, like paint a little picture about your like your upbringing. Like what was your house like, household like, siblings, okay. mom, dad, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I was born in 96. Uh, I lived in India for the first four years of my life. Yeah. And then we moved to Canada because like, you know, your parents, they want a better future for your kids. So, you know, this, the same typical narrative of the right. immigrant household. So my parents, they're educated, they're working professionals. My dad got a PhD, he's a professor. My mom got a master's. They were both uh, professors at a university in India. And basically a lot of my dad's friends were at that point in life, they were moving towards Canada or America, one or the other. Yeah. And I'm not sure why, and I always ask my dad, like, you know, you, you missed, you missed the right country. You, 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 sh- you, you shot it, you shot it with a blindfold and you landed in Canada. I, 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 tell him, I, I, I wish you like, you would have went to America instead, but regardless, we, we here, we, we here, we in North yeah, yeah. America right now. So it's better, it's better than India. It's better exactly. than India. So basically, yeah, I, I came here when I was four, uh, you know, we landed in Malton. Yep. Um, you know, Malton is a small little town. Like I, that's so, what Mississauga. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a grimy spot. Um, it's right <laughs> by the airport. Yep. It's right by the airport. So typically, a lot of immigrants when they land fresh, they kind of toss you into like this little white van, mm-hmm. and they take you. At, they take you like a little carpool to where you're gonna stay. Okay. And you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea what's going on unless you know you signed up for that, but. Me being a four-year-old kid, it all seems so new to me, right? Because I mean, I'm just going yeah. with my parents. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, basically, uh, we get picked up from the airport, and then now we're situated in an apartment complex with like for like low-income or new new immigrants. Mm-hmm. So basically, I'm living me, my mom, my dad, and my older brother. Yeah. Um, all four, all four of us, we're in this little apartment complex right across Westwood Mall. Um, it's not, I mean, it's like one of those rundown complexes, right? It's not no like condos, not no high rise. It is an apartment complex, but nothing special about it. But <laughs> so you come from, basically you came from like a, a, a posh area in India and your, your life is turned upside down and you come to like the hood of Canada. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, cause you don't know how good you have it once you leave. Right. Right. So, and, and plus like when, when you, when you're in a country where you're from and your generations are from, like, you know, your, your grandfather, your grandfather's grandfather, exactly. Yeah. So you never know the struggle because you've been there. That's, that's what, that's what, that's all you've known. Mm-hmm. So basically it's not, this is like an Amer- this is like an immigrant story, like a universal immigrant story. It's not something yeah. that was just special to me. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people could relate to this that came to North America specifically. Like, you know, if you're African or Indian, whatever it is, it's the same story really. Um, okay. So, so basically so, we were thrown, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. so we were thrown into this little complex. Um, we're sharing it now, mind you, it's a small little, 
maybe 500 square feet little apartment, right? Mm -hmm. One bedroom, but there's a family of four and then another family of four. Yeah. In one one little 500 to 600 square feet little complex. Jeez. Right? So this so was, this was for like the first couple of weeks. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. This was for the first couple of weeks. And these guys are strangers, mind you. I don't know who they are. This is just a family that we're grouped with. Wow. So, you know, so they're strangers. And then basically we stayed there until we could find our own place. Right? Yeah. And then from there on, it was basement to basement to basement because my parents didn't know if we would stay here for the long run or not. Right? Because they always thought we, yeah, yeah. They always yeah. thought we could try it out for a bit and see. And if not, if it doesn't work out, we can just pack our bags and go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Right? Because so, they had job security. They had job security there. So obviously, you know, you, you have a plan B, you have a safety net. Right. So their, sa their safety net was we can pack up anytime we can go back. It's all good. But okay, luckily so that wasn't the case. What was it like growing up in, in Malton? Like, like you, I'm sure you came and you didn't know a lick of English. You had to learn English, right? I did. I did it. Yeah, yeah, I learned English, and it's crazy because I learned. So I was, I was, I was only four when I got here, so I wasn't allowed right. to start school yet, right? And in India, you can start school at the age of two and a half, because oh, they start wow. sending you. To, they start, they start sending you to like preschool, and then like pre. It's like, it's pre preschool, and then preschool, and then you're already starting. Like two yeah, and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The man so said two and a half. Yo, and a half. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Wow. So, now when we come to canada they're like nah you're not you're not old enough to start kindergarten because you have to be five yeah so you know so i couldn't start when i got there so I, I was basically at home watching tv and i learned english by watching like pokemon and dragon ball z that's how i learned english you know i just watched tv shows all day that's all i did man i can't lie like it just sounds like you've been in survival mode since you touched canada like literally yeah bro i mean unbeknownst to me like i didn't know what it was i mean it's a new setting to me right yeah i just okay i mean i'm a little kid i don't know what's going on around me so i just gotta adapt okay so you, you learn english now you're growing up in malton which is not really the the as you said it's a grimy area what was the demographics yeah. around you was it like a lot of caribbean people just indian people what i'm gonna be honest bro like when you're that young you don't really see others as different from you right like right. i you know the, the concept of like ethnicity and race is not really like you're not it's not it's not learned it's it's taught kind of you know what i mean that's true that's true like so i'm growing up with little kids around me in my neighborhood like you know they just look they look just like me to me in my head like it, it, <laughs> could, it could be a white kid it could be a black kid it could be anything yeah, yeah but yeah. to me they're, they're they're just another kid so but looking back now i can tell you very much that the demographic was a lot of west indian like you know black jamaican mm. uh, guyanese kids trini kids because I, I mean I can't, we can't hear you. I can't hear you. Getting a call? Okay, I hear you now, yep. Yeah, I was just getting a call on the side, my bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, no, so basically looking back at it now, I can tell you more about the demographic because obviously now I know what was going on. Right. Um, so I had a lot of West Indians, like I said, Trini, Guyanese, Indians. Um, it was a little bit of everything, so. So I'm sure these these all of these external influences had some impact on your life growing up from from a, from a youth. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because you 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 dress a certain you dress a certain way. Um, you eat uh, you eat a certain food because you're you're exposed to it early. Right. You know, you're talking uh, certain slangs. 
Exactly. Certain slang, yeah. you learn how to speak the lingo, you start, you know, you learn you learn to a specific music because it's exposed to you at a young age. Exactly. So, okay, so let's jump into high school now. Yeah. You are we gonna bypass all of the small stuff, like like um grade grade five and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure yeah. you learn yeah, you learned English at this point, you heading into high school now. I'm sure you're more of a Canadian at this point. When did you uh, realize like yeah, go ahead. It's crazy because like you jumped, you jumped it. I, I mean, I don't mind you jumping it, but like somewhere in the middle, I had to go back to India. Oh, so yeah, okay, yeah. Well, was, okay, touch on, touch on that briefly, briefly. Okay, okay. So I was sent back to India because my brother, uh, he was in middle school and he was, you know, he was being the bad kid, like he was getting in trouble, getting suspended, and all that. Yeah, you know, get you know, getting caught for stealing stuff and all that stuff. So like my parents couldn't, like they didn't know how to handle that. Their only reason, their only way to, so, uh, you know, resolve that was to send him back. And me being that young, I was in the second grade and my parents are like, okay, so we're, we're at work seven days a week and we can't like, you know, take care of him because we won't be home. So they're like, we just send both of them back to India together. So I went back for the third grade and I came back for the fourth grade. Mm -hmm. But that was, that was huge too, because, you know, going back from going, going from Canada to India, the education level is completely different. And the so culture is a culture shock again too culture shock again and like going from second grade where you're learning about shapes and colors and stuff and still like in Canada in the third grade in India they're doing long division <laughs> so my uncles thought I was stupid because I couldn't solve a simple long division question so right, it was right. hard for me to you know adjust to that too and it was crazy but I mean but yeah so I came back to Canada in the in grade four and luckily I've, I've, I've been in Canada since so, ever since okay yeah. so let, yeah. let's jump let's jump to high school now so yeah. were you popular were you a quiet kid like like what what what, what was what were yeah. you like what was your character characteristics all right so basically when i shifted from malton to brampton officially was yeah um the fifth grade okay uh because that's the first time we moved from a basement to a house to our own house yeah and basically um now this is the new different th this is the new setting for me as well because up until now we've been tenants we haven't been a homeowner right now. So mm. it's a whole new thing for me now because we've never been at that level yet. Yeah. So now now I've got to adjust from like the 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 poorer community to like a more posh uh, more wealthy affluent. neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. Health, yeah. So now I go from basement, uh, you know, tenant to homeowner. And basically we got to adjust to the community around me now because they're completely different. They got a different mindset. They got more of like a, like a bougie, and like wealthy mm -hmm. quality to them, right? They don't they don't like the whole oh you sag your pants, pull your pants up type of shit. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, so you got to adjust to that. And I mean, though the demographic might be similar, the mindset is different. So, right? did your mindset change when you when you moved uptown, quote unquote? I, I had to change because you know what I mean. Like you 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 seek validation wherever you're from, right? Wherever you are, mm. you seek validation. You seek validation from those around you. So, I mean. In Malton, it was easy to get validation because all they cared about was like if you're real or not, right? You, you know, if yeah, you're yeah, funny, yeah. if you if you play sports or not. Now right. in Brampton, they they're looking at you in a more materialistic way. They're looking at you. Oh, do you got Hollister? Do you wear American Eagle? Do you wear Abercrombie Fitch? Like I'm, a, I'm in the sixth grade. You expect me to wear all this stuff? Like I wear what my parents buy me. I'm not gonna, like, how do I pull <laughs> up and all this stuff? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So it's, it's a different mentality, and then that's where the hustling thing comes from too, because the kids around me they were getting it because mommy and daddy bought bought it for them right they didn't have to work for it at all yeah they didn't work for it so for me i'm like yo these kids are 
trying to play me and, and try to think that I can't afford it because I don't wear it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's dig. You know? Let's dig into this now. Yeah. You know, so it's like, that's the thing. It's not even like, it's not even me wanting to hustle. It's me kind of wanting to have my own type of pocket change to kind of buy it myself. Because I know my parents don't know all of that. They don't care about that. They don't care about the brand names. They don't care about the Jordans. They don't care about none of that. So it's like me being knowledgeable of my surroundings and knowing that this is going to be what the cool kids wear and this is what I got to wear to kind of fit mm -hmm. in, to kind of look the part, you know? So okay. that's where the whole hustling thing comes from. Okay, so let me ask you this now. When you, yeah. when, when you, realize, when you realize you had that hustler's ambition, yeah. were you going to use that hustler's ambition to find ways to get money from these rich kids or just for you to get fresh and fly? That's a little bit of both, bro, because honestly, when I'm getting money from the rich kids, they're paying for my drip. Ah, okay, 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 okay. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it go, it, it's, it's, it's like, it goes uh, hand in hand, basically, you know what I mean? Because I make money off of them, they're paying for my wardrobe in that sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, they're paying, they're paying for me to dress that way. So, stuff like okay. that, you know? So, so, so let's dig into this now. So yeah. you realized, okay, you want to start hustling. Yeah. And especially to the rich kids around you, because this is yeah. a, a totally new environment that you're, that you're living in now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you take that plunge into actually like figuring out what you're going to sell, how you're going to get inventory and you know, that kind of stuff, like, like touch on that. Okay. Okay. So basically like, 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 like I said, like these kids were materialistic. So they cared about, uh, they cared about the matching fitteds with the sneakers. They cared yeah. about the jerseys. They, they cared about like, cause like, you know, it was like a whole, it's like a whole culture because you can't wear a new era fitted without the sticker still on it. Right. The sticker right, gotta stay right. on. Right. So it's a whole culture. Like you, you gotta know what's going on. You gotta know. You gotta be aware of these things, right? Like you can't pop the tag off the jacket. You gotta, you gotta leave the tag on, like stuff like that. So, basically, um, they, them judging me for not having that was like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna get to a point where like I have too many to wear. I have too many to count. I have too many to, you know, what I'm saying like I have shoes yeah. that are still like I, I bought them a year, I bought them a couple years ago and they've never been worn. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they always wonder how I get these kicks still to this day. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted that to be someone that, like, they think of. When they think of new kicks, when they think of fresh kicks, they think of me. You know what I mean? Stuff okay. like that. So you had so a that point kind of to motivated prove. me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, point, like, yeah, sub, yeah. Sub, subconsciously, because, like, you know, you know they're trying to play you, so you're trying to, like, get one up on them, right? That's just a mentality right. that you have. You either have or you don't. So. Okay. So so when did you start operation? Like, like, like when did you first get your first inventory... How did you yeah. set up shop? Like, like, how did you go about that? Okay, okay. So, um, I would say um, eighth grade going into ninth grade was when I kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. like divulged into it a little bit because, like, mm -hmm. even then, I'm I'm still a 13, 14 year old kid, right? And yeah. mind you, I am popular already in terms of because like I play sports and like I just I, like I, I'm just known uh in the city just like even people that don't know me in real life they'd be adding me on facebook and social media so it's like yeah it's not it's not hard to get known in these in these times mm -hmm. so basically um what i what, what i would say is i did a lot of like google searches and stuff like that to try to find a connect and basically um i'm not even gonna lie to you it started off with the fake hats <laughs> it started off with wow. the chinese like you know what i'm saying because like <laughs> the, the, I, big, the big great stuff but, but because you get you get the most bang for your buck you pay because they charge the they, they charge wholesale prices they'll be yeah. like a hat is two dollars to three dollars per hat 
and you have to order a minimum of 50 hats. So okay. that's the easiest way. So for me, not knowing the difference between a real and a fake hat at that point, mind you, I, I, I bought them not knowing they were fake. The price, the price was interesting. The price was intriguing to me. So I mean, being, right. being someone that knows like you invest little for the most profit, right? Yeah. That's just common sense. That's just simple. Right. Math. So <laughs> and then you're, you're crunching your numbers. Get... Yeah. You're crunching exactly. your numbers and you realize these profits, man, what? What's, what's, like, what's going on? Exactly. So I, I, so I use the Chinese sites to kind of bring the profit in quickly, but then I quickly shifted over to the real product, right? Cause you can't, you can't keep giving your customers a counterfeit or a fake product, right? Cause yeah, that's yeah. just, that's not what I wanted to do. Right. Right. So I did it because I didn't know better, but when you, when you know better, you do better. So basically, um, I used that initially to kind of, you know, kind of get my feet wet. But once I know, once I realized there are legitimate wholesalers that actually provide you with real hats and whatever it is, I shifted over, I jumped ship. So it was a completely okay. different operation. Okay. So for, so for example, how much did you sell a hat for? Like how much profit did you make with the fake ones? Uh, so basically like a hat would run me from two fifty to $3. So, yeah. and I would sell that same hat for 20 to 25, depending on the type of hat, like the team, you know what I'm saying? Cause with the team. some teams, some teams are more, uh, you know, more popular than others. So, right. You know, that's how it was. Okay. So now how much roughly, how much cash did you accumulate before you, you got the real stuff now? Um, like, like what honestly, was your goal? Uh, so I would, let's say I spent, uh, you know, I, I bought 50 hats in one order. That's $3 a hat. That's $150, right? Yeah. Yep. So a, a 150 for one order and then that times 20. So, I mean, 20 times 50 is, um, what is that? That's that $1,000. Uh, yeah. Um, 20 times 50. 20 times 50 is that 1,000 or no? That is, oh yeah, 1,000. Yep. A thousand dollars. So you see, the profit margin is insane. Like I'm, insane. I'm making, yep. I'm making seven hundred fifty dollars profit, right? So mind yeah. you, my, my mind you, my dad was the one that was giving me the money to order because I told him I'm like, yo, these kids are gonna eat these up like hotcakes. So when he okay, so so what was that speech like going to your dad for that 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 startup money? You know what I mean? Like my dad is never one to shy away from a quick buck too because we. <laughs> Yeah, India. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> coming coming from India, like fifty five rupees is one dollar. So right, right. anything anything we anything we make in Canada and America is insane. Yeah. Like it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So with that mindset, I mean, like one hundred and fifty dollars is nothing for a dad to lend you for like one order. Because yeah. then I I show him the profit, and then once I show him the profit, because I physically give him the money, then mm. I mean he's on board ever since, right? So that's all it is. Okay. It just takes it just takes one order to kind of take you off. Okay, so so your dad fronted you. Yeah, he fronted. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. He fronted you. I mean, I, I that's 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 commendable of him too, because most parents would not even do that. You know what I mean? So shout out to your dad one time. I'm gonna be honest, because it's not like I was getting birthday gifts going up, right? So oh, okay, they, okay, he wasn't okay. spending. He wasn't spending a lot of money on me, regardless. So right, right, right. So I, the least I, he could do. I, exactly. So yeah, it's yeah. not like I was <laughs> some kid that was spoiled. So you know. Right. Okay, so you 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 got enough cash to then start getting the real stuff. Where did you where did you find your plug for this one, for the real for the real hats? So I kept searching too. So basically, I found another retailer that was located in California, right? Okay. And um, this guy had his own website, but me knowing more of what he was presenting, like he had a huge inventory. So I just used his contact information and I reached out to him. 
And I was like, I called him. I called him straight up. It was a LA number, and I called him straight up. Um, I'm like, I'm a kid just trying to make some money, you know, trying to make a quick buck, you know, just hustle and stuff. But I was, I saw your website, and I see that you have a huge inventory. But I was wondering if you could do wholesale. And basically, this guy was like, Yeah, I can do wholesale, but you don't get to pick the hats. I get to choose. Whoa. I get to give. You, I get to give you like a random assortment. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, damn, because up until now, kids used to tell me what hat they wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's like I gotta take a chance with whatever I get, and I gotta hope it's hot. So you know, I mean, honestly, it, it worked out because I mean, obviously, he he gave me a couple of the shitty hats that he was trying to get rid of. <laughs> so I, I'm still sitting on them now, back in Brampton, but it's just like it is what it is, like you know. So, okay, so before before we go any further, how yeah. did you know? How did you know to have? like certain terms like wholesaling and and like where like where is this knowledge coming from because again you're 13 14 years old like how you know about wholesaling did, did, uh, honestly i didn't know the term for it until obviously now looking back because i'm more knowledgeable but obviously I, during those times it's just me thinking like i want a lot of hats at one time i don't want to buy individual pieces so i mean me not knowing the term but me knowing what it is what kind of helps yeah, yeah. me kinda you know the logic it. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like the logic just makes sense right why would i buy why would i buy 100 different orders for 100 hats when i can just buy one order for 100 hats at one time so stuff like that you know and okay and it was just it was just common sense it was just a lot of common sense and kind of trial and error you know so okay so you get you get your, your fresh hats now they're the real deal some of them obviously you don't want them but i mean you still have to to, to get to exactly. get them off the shelf you know what i mean yeah um just out of curiosity, how did you start getting customers? Like, like how did people know to come to you to, to start buying product? Oh, because, bro, at this time, I was also building up my own personal collection, right? Because I I had upwards of 50 to 100 vintage hats, right? And now, yeah. like, the vintage market was something completely different. Vintage, I'm talking, like, I had hats that were made in the 70s and 80s that were still dead stock, mm. right? Cause I was interested. I was a collector at one point. So yeah. I was in, I was involved in like a whole other market and a whole other Facebook group. And basically these guys were collectors from around the world. So they were looking for specific hats from back in the eighties and nineties because they were no longer in production. So I had knowledge of hats that were actual collectibles yeah. versus hats that you can get off the shelf. The hats yeah. that you can get off the shelf were the ones that you can sell for 20 to 25 to 40 bucks. But the ones I had and I, like the ones 50 I something dollars, the ones I were personally, they were upwards of hundred to $400. Oh, oh, I've sold a hat for 650 bucks cash. One hand in hand, hand in hand, one hand, yeah, hand in hand. Yeah. One, one, one hat, wow. 650 bucks. Yeah. So incredible. I, I had knowledge of the vintage game. So me being knowledgeable and knowing that like, I keep the good stuff for myself and I give yeah. I give you guys the ones that are mass produced because I don't want to give away my rare pieces, right? Because these are gonna be just growing in value. Right. So okay. that's what I was kind of so that's that's perfect that you that you mentioned that. So you were able to build up your own um reputation. Oh yeah, exactly. But yeah. Yeah, you 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 ran you ran off your own energy, you had your yeah. your own image, I guess. And yeah. because because you had your own image and your own clout, then when you started selling the mass produced stuff, people trusted that you know what you were doing because they see you coming fresh all the time. So exactly, so we, exactly. So it's like it's like yeah. it's like building namesake. It's like building namesake basically because it's like oh, I'd rather go to Kieran because he got he got his own like he got fire collection. Let me go to him. 
rather than right. rather than let me stop by at Lids because like you know Lids is like a like your neighborhood store, but yeah. you know what you know a guy, so let me go to that guy first, see what he got, you know. Okay, so you started selling, and did, yeah. like did people just come all the time? Like was it just like clockwork, just giving you money, giving them a hat, or did you have to like uh, promote and and market yourself? I mean, it was really any promotion because uh, there were Facebook groups that I was in, like some high school Facebook groups, because we had markets like that back in the day. Like, I even made my own uh, marketplace from my school because I saw that another high school had like a popular market. I was like, wait, why can't I do one for my school? Because that's all it is. Because basically, uh, the the first market that I joined on Facebook was called STA yeah. Market. STA Market. Okay. STA stood for St. Thomas Aquinas. It's um it's a high school in Brampton. It's a Catholic high school, so they have their own marketplace where like kids would sell like let's say they had like a pair of Jordans that they wanted to get rid of. They had a pair of you know they had a pair of Beats headphones they wanted to get rid of. Whatever it was, you just post your you just post your product and you just wait for kids to comment and see if they want to buy it at school tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what it initially started as. But you can join anyone can join any from any school basically. Okay, so so yeah, so I, I so I saw that market doing things so i was like wait let me just make a market with my high school's name so i made that and then basically kids from my high school would join and then i would post from my secret snapback page because i didn't want my face kind of always out there right. so you know so i did a little bit of both so you did everything yourself like you came up with the the marketplace idea you you sold your stuff like did you have anybody working for you helping you out like spreading the word um so yeah so some guys uh because so i did play competitive sports growing up too and yeah you know playing competitive sports you kind of uh you kind of network without knowing you're networking because when you play competitive sports in a city when you play for like a competitive team in a city you got kids from all these different schools but they're your age right they're from like different high schools they're from different yeah. middle schools whatever it is so you're networking at a young age without even knowing so basically i had a lot of friends that went to different schools but we knew each other because we played for the same team mm -hmm. and ba basically they knew that i was selling stuff and they, they'd hit me up or they'd meet me at practice and be like, bro, like I'm looking for a fresh snapback or whatever. I got a party to go to. You got anything? I got some money or whatever it is. So I'd meet them. I'd be like, all right, I'll pull up at next practice. I'll, I'll bring I'll bring what I got and you can give me the money, whatever it is. And then they'd basically go back and it'd be word of mouth because they'd wear that hat to school and then kids would flock to them and be like, yo, where'd you get the hat? I want to get the hat. Right. And then basically and they'd be like, oh, you. exactly. They'd be like, oh, yeah. I know a guy. And then what they would do is I'll give you customers if you give me a discount. And I was like, Oh, better, that's okay. better that's better yeah. for me you yeah. know you get my you get my name out there but you're coming back and bring me more business and i don't mind giving you a hat for free because you're bringing me more business so okay so know. so just 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 to squeeze in this real quick if anybody is looking to do what you did um in in a situation like that how much would you break that person off like what kind of percentage would you break that person off? um honestly like you know guys would hit me in the in the private message all the time be like bro like i can push these hats for you just give me like Let's say they take a, they they take ten hats from me. Yeah. They'd be like, let me keep two. I'll sell eight. Give you the whole thing. I was like, okay, oh, that's, okay. That's, that's 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 more than that's more than you know more than what I was even expecting. So you know, do do what you gotta do. Just make sure you right. get my money back. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So did you have any situations where these these guys who are on consignment basically did they yeah. ever like try and scam you, rip you N off? Nah. Now I think because they it was it was about loyalty to be honest it wasn't like I'd never expected it from them but 
they they showed it to me because I gave them a quality product, right? So it's like you're building okay. this this you're building this customer uh, uh, customer uh, base retailer customer yeah, retailer yeah. you know loyalty the relationship mm -hmm. type of thing you know so it was it was all love for the most part you know like there, there obviously you get haters because you're, you're, you're a teenager but like mm -hmm. it is what it is right you, you, they're they're liable to start their own business i'm not stopping nobody so <laughs> right, you know? right okay so around this time you again you, you just sound like you're hustling obviously you're juggling school on, on the side too because you yeah yeah I know, I know i know you're a bright guy you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, being Indian, you gotta, you can't let go. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't let go. Exactly, right. <laughs> but while you while you were dabbling in the streets per se, yeah. What was the song? What was the soundtrack to your life at those at those times? Like, were you listening to a lot of Fifty Cent? Were you a oh, Drake bro. guy? What? I mean, 50, 50 Cent was introduced to me early on when I first got to Canada. So like when I was living in Malton, because that yeah. like me me coming to Canada and Fifty Cent's come up was the same time. Like it overlapped because early two thousands was all Fifty. 2003 so, especially yeah exactly so i even if i didn't want to i was exposed to 50 regardless right yeah. and 50 was all i well, 50 was all i knew so yeah that was definitely um i would say my first introduction to even hip-hop to be honest um you know uh listening to uh get richard i trying and then just basically any anywhere you looked it was the do-rag with the fitted on to, to the side like that's all it was yeah. <laughs> it was the it was the, and the it was muscle the vest. vest yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The vest. So I mean, I even did that. Like I was so um, infatuated by by Fifty Cent and his persona. I was doing that myself. I was doing the the, the do rag under the fitted, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even I didn't even know what the do rag was for. But I was like, let me do it. They're doing it. Let yeah. me do it. You know? It's just a culture. You're just immersed That's in the culture. Okay. That's so besides Fifty Cent, who else was some influences on your on your hustle? Okay. Okay. So so I mean, Fifty Cent was definitely the biggest uh, in terms of my first and most influential um yep. after that after that you have you know Lil wayne you have rick ross you know because i was watching bet every day after school i was watching i was watching Tigger. i was doing i was watching his show that he had the basement the basement um, yeah in the basement what was it wrap mm. it up i think i don't know what it was uh, rap city rap city rap city rap city rap i was watching yeah. rap city i was watching 106 in park so i mean i knew all the hits all the week because you know they did the week uh, the top 10 countdown for the week yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so I was, I was watching all that i was watching freestyle friday i was watching um like the, they they did they did the remember they used to do like the, they used to do the battle rap, right? They used to do yeah uh, freestyle Friday, freestyle Friday. So I was watching that every Friday. I was you know I was, I was in tune. So I was listening to a lot of the hottest tracks, the debuts like Young Jeezy. Um, I was listening to Ti, um, Chameleon Air for a bit. You know what I mean? Because he had that right, one right, year, right. that one summer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he was uh, he was they going, see me rolling. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, right. So I was doing. So this is me listening to this music and not even not even knowing like geographically because 106 doesn't really tell you oh this is a hot artist from Houston they don't tell you this is a hot artist from LA they just oh, put Miami. it all together you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was listening to all of these all of these different rappers from different areas without even knowing because it go it, it would go from you know them franchise boys lean with it rock with it mm -hmm. to to Lil John snap your fingers. Mm -hmm. And then it would go to it would go to T Pain. Let me buy you a drink. So it's like they show you all these different artists, and you, you just kind of right. consume it. So I, I knew a little bit of a little bit of everything, to be honest. Okay, and, so from a mindset standpoint, you you soaking all of this up, all of this culture, all this influence. Um, yeah. Would you say this had a lot to do to help you um, in marketing your 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 your, your product? Cause like you're seeing influences on TV, music videos. You're seeing how people are matching certain hats. 
yeah. did this influence you to get certain product to sell because you you can see that it's hot on on, on the wrappers and you know what I mean. To be honest, um, so my first introduction to music, like a hip hop, and then to to the time where I started my business, yeah, it's a it's there's a huge gap in between, right? So they they don't kind of necessarily overlap, but okay. in, in terms of music being relevant at the time that I did start my business, it was mm. Tyga Chris, it was Tyga Chris Brown and Big Sean because they brought back the whole snapbacks back. Big Sean right. was wearing Big Sean was wearing the vintage Tisas. Stuff like that, like Taz Arnold, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was very much in tune to what was being consumed by everyone around me because they wanted the Tisa, they wanted the YMCB crew neck. Everyone exactly. wanted that, so you know, that's what I, I want to hear. Hot. That's what I yeah. want to hear. So you, you, so you were staying in tune with the culture, and that helped I mean, you to, to, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was hard to avoid because, mind you, this is when like Tumblr was the biggest thing, right? Yeah, people yeah. wanted to Trust have. Me they wanted to have the hottest tumbler they wanted to have like they wanted to have the hottest song on their tumbler playing in the background right because mm -hmm. when you open your when yep. you open your tumbler url you can kind of set it up to have a song playing when you check it out yeah so this is, this is like 2013 things, 14 2010 11 12 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. leading up there yeah 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 yeah, yeah okay so so, so let, let's let's touch on some major um accomplishments or lessons you learned on your journey like 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 selling like like what did you learn that you can take now into your adult life from those days um i mean to be honest like i said like even if i didn't know the terminology for it back in the day like wholesaling or mm. you know um, marketing networking all that stuff like it just comes naturally right you can't you can read these things in the book all day but if you don't know how to kind of walk the walk you can't really execute it you know what i mean so you can go get a business degree but that won't mean necessarily that you'll have a good or successful business right it's it's a lot of trial and error and it's a lot of um, you got to invest in yourself as well as the product that you're trying to sell. So that's, I mean, that's all I can really kind of boil it down to. And basically if you want something done, right, you kind of got to, you, you kind of have to set the blueprint up yourself in terms of you, you can't delegate at an early stage. You got to have to do the groundwork. You, gotta, you have to get your hands dirty early on yourself, you know? Yeah. Okay. So that's what I would... no, that, no, that, that's a, that's a great answer. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, yeah. So as you know, this is the pushing for greatness segment. Yeah. What does it? What does? What does? What does that phrase "pushing for greatness" mean to you, personally in your life? Uh, pushing for greatness. I mean, it's being better than you were yesterday. To be honest, because it's not something that you can kind of accomplish overnight, right? It's being a little bit better than you were yesterday. To be honest, that's all you can kind of hope for. You can't see your end goal today. You can't see your end goal tomorrow because it's something you have to work towards every single day. So that's what I kind of think pushing for greatness means to me because it doesn't happen overnight. That's that's I mean that's what I gotta say. Yes, it's all about it's all about patience. Patience, and, yeah, 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 definitely. And like just just going back to like your 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 younger days, as you said, you came from India, and you you ended up in Canada in a in a I don't want to say compromising situation, but like your your, your life was just kind of turned upside down randomly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like based on what you said leading from, from back then leading up to now, you, you've been in survival mode without even knowing it. And I think it yeah. helped you a lot to, to keep you in check and, and, and just always go for, for what you want. Would you say that's true? Um, yeah, like survival mode would be something that I guess could be used to describe me in the situation that I was brought up in, yeah, but yeah. Not, something, not something necessarily that I lived with or like I thought I was living in. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, mind, I mean, mindset-wise, I mean. I mean, I what I'm trying to say is I didn't live like I had a chip on my shoulder. I, I didn't live with, like, a worry that, like, oh, like, um, the bill might not be paid tonight. So, like, let me go and go. Right, make some money. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, it's like, yeah. it wasn't necessarily just survive, survive, survive. It was just like, oh, I want to make money so I can buy these things for myself and not have to kind of ask my parents for it. Because it's like, it's 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 a it's a sense of um, pride in that sense too because you don't always want to keep running to mommy and daddy and asking mm -hmm. please buy me a new pair of J's because it's like that's the culture that I grew up with they don't know what that culture is they don't know what they don't know why I'm buying the same Jordan twenty times because it's a different color they don't okay. understand why I'm buying the same silhouette but it's a different colorway like it doesn't make sense to them right, right. so some things I can't get them on board with. So and that's that's fine because they're a different generation. I don't expect them to understand, but that's what I grew up with, and that's what I gotta kind of keep up with, right? So, man, you see, like you know, it's crazy. You, you know, the movie paid in full. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I haven't even watched it, but everyone tells me about that movie nah, every it's, time it's I gotta a, check it's, out. It's a cult classic. You need to check it out. But there's yeah. a there's a particular scene because I, I was looking at it um, actually last week, and there's a particular scene in the movie, right? Yeah. Um, Rich, the, the guy who's playing Rich Porter, um, Makai Pfeiffer. Um, Rich Porter was saying, like, yo, I love the game. I love the hustle, B. You're like, you know the, how those Harlem guys talk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, when I look at that scene, just hearing your story, like, I could just feel like you have an abundance of, like, hustle mentality in you. And even though you, you, even though you used it to, to sell hats and, and, and whatever else you are selling, I think moving forward in your life, like, you're going to always have those traits, and apply them to something sure. else. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, it's also wanting to make more money. Some people are satisfied and they, they're able to settle, right? It's also not wanting to settle. It's also wanting to, if you make 300, you want to see if you can make five. If you make five, you want to see if you can make a thousand. If you make a thousand, you want to see if you can make 15. You know, exactly. it's like, it's, it's, the, it's the desire to earn more and more and more and more. So it's, it's the desire to not want to settle. That's all it is. I mean, you can apply that mentality to anything you're really doing, to be honest. You know, all right, so like you, we... like you. I mean, you, uh, you're, you're, you, you were in Boston just completing up your master's. I mean, it's you could have chose to stop at the the bachelor's. You could have chosen to stop at high school. So I that's know. like, I mean, you, you applied it to yourself, and you, you know, you you found yourself a better career. You found yourself a better pathway. I mean, that's all it is. Yeah. Just you know, keep keep pursuing it. But you have, but you have to have that mindset. Like you have to develop that mindset on your own. Nobody can do that for you. No, they you can't. I mean? They can't at all. Yeah, you can't. can't. I mean, th that's what I'm saying. So it's it's you not wanting to settle. Yeah. Right. And not so much that you are a hustler, but it's you not wanting to kind of sit in that position for the rest of your life. It's you right. wanting better for yourself. You know. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like you, you're you're 25 years old. So I guess what I, what I was trying yeah. to get from you earlier was I was just trying to see how early did you realize that that same that exact thing you just said. Honestly, bro, it was it was subconscious, if anything, because I just knew I wanted to be the guy. Like I wanted to be like, you know, people know me without without knowing me. You know, like yeah. people they knew my name, but they never met me in my life. Like it was it was a thing where like it just kind of. It's like it's like a forest fire, right? You 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 can light the match and just hope it burns the whole thing down, but right. you lit the match, right? That's what it was. Like I lit the match, but it it went it went on its own. I didn't really kind of push myself. I didn't kind of try to be the guy all the time. It was just word of mouth and kind of I mean it just worked in my favor to be honest. 
All right, so before we dip out of here, Kevin, yeah, I want to I want you to drop some last minute gems on my listeners, just just some some words of wisdom. I mean, to be honest, bro, uh, like I said, um, it's not something that you can kind of work. You, you got to work towards anything you're doing in life, right? You can't expect mm. results. You can't expect results before putting in the work. And you got to be um, patient. You got to be patient. You got to be willing to learn. You got to be willing to kind of network. You got to you got to be willing to lend your arm out, right? You got to be mm -hmm. willing to kind of help somebody else up because you're looking for that good karma, right? That's all it is. It's yeah. just it's just it's just putting good energy out there to kind of get good energy back. That's all it is. All we can do is do our part until we no longer you know we're no we're no longer here. That's all it is. Man, I love that answer. That's that's a great way to end this show. Yeah. Um, it's been a pleasure. Where, where can the people find you if they want to find you on social media? Um, I, I tag if you, myself. If you even want to. Oh, oh you tag me. Okay. Just, just say. Yeah. I mean, I put my uh, the, the Instagram handle right there. Um, I don't know if they can see it, but yeah, I mean, it's no. at schoolboyk. That's schoolboyk underscore underscore on Instagram. Um, I mean, I, I don't really be posting a lot of business stuff these days because I, really, I don't really do that no more. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But yeah, I mean, they can find me on social media at, on Instagram for sure. Right, so if you, uh, I don't so if you had to, if you had to get get into another hustle after this, what do you think it would be? Um, I mean, it would be more corporate. I mean, I've always wanted to kind of like look for new ideas and try to see if I can invent something. You know, like if I can't invent it, I want to at least patent it or like at least kind of have the idea and kind of network with people that could make my product come to fruition, right? Because yeah. If, if I think of something that involves software, I don't know software, so I got to kind of network and try to see if I can get like a buddy on board to kind of help me build my idea. So mm -hmm. it's something like that, but anything anything really to kind of make my money double up and triple up quickly, because I like I like quick money. So that I, I think that's <laughs> why, I think that's why I was more inclined to do business in, in, in the way that I did it, because I like quick money, so. Okay, so you, so you think you're looking to go the more digital route? moving forward if anything because, if because anything. that's where everything's that's where everything's leading to so exactly. you can't anything physical is kind of you know it's lackluster these days everything everyone wants the nfts everyone wants crypto everyone you know everyone wants that digital aspect of everything so yeah you know um, perfect man any any last things you want to say you want to shout anybody out big big anybody up i mean i, I big up you guys for sure for I mean, thank you for even considering me bro like i appreciate you kind of reaching of out i mean i mean if you ever need anything else just reach out you know you know how to get get, get in contact with me so i'm glad to always you know just chime in or whatever it is because i know you asked me like business ideas you like bounce it off of me to try yeah to see, for sure you know? so i mean i really do appreciate that because you be you you be giving me gems without even realizing so like i, I appreciate any any time we get in contact so yeah it is again we we boys this is what boys do and we, me and my boy Jay, we started this this platform just to bring people like you and others on to give you a voice, and yes, hopefully you could inspire others. You know what I mean? So definitely, we'll have you back in the future. All um, all success to you, all the best. And this was a fire episode, man. Thanks. Hi, right, bro. Big ups, big ups to you guys. Uh, appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>